With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome back to Geekish Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and joining me as co-host this week, as usual, is Paul. What's happening, Paul? Not much, man. How are you? Been doing all right. How you been? Okay. Just been stuck in this hotel room for a month. I'm ready to go home. Oh, well, you know, you, you choose the uh, armed services, and this is what you get. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, and joining us tonight, uh, the host of the Joe on Joe G.I. Joe podcast is Joe Slepsky. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing really well, Jeremy. Paul, nice to see you guys. Well, thanks for coming Glad on. We do joining. appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm excited to talk some geekish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is um, a live episode on March 23rd, 2017. There's been some Superman news this week, some uh, cable rumors, and some just, you know, general geeky stuff. One thing I wanted to comment on real quick, um, since they are realigning the DC Universe again, can we get back to just having the Green Lanterns? Just Green Lanterns? Okay, that's I'm, I'm done with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, they literally have a title called Green Lantern. So you mean get rid of the yellows, get rid of the... What do you mean? Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of I, I know they've been around for like a dozen years now, but I kind of miss when it was just like the Green Lantern Corps and Sinestro. Yeah, and Star Sapphire. Well, well see, you're, you're uh, already breaking, breaking your own rule. Yeah, my, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't have a corpse. That's the thing. They that's don't have true. a body. That's, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I do like what they're doing with the titles now in that they they finally gave us a Green Lantern on Earth title, which is the book called Green Lanterns, plural. Mm-hmm. And, and I until I write, started reading that with Rebirth, I didn't realize how much I missed that, just someone with a green ring on Earth having earthly adventures. And it's I've really been enjoying it because of that. So now they, they, yeah. have, a, a little, they have a little bit of their cake and eating it too. They've got one in space and one on Earth now. Yeah, and I think having Green Lantern, a Green Lantern active on Earth, doing superhero stuff, makes the sci-fi story stand out more when he has to go into space. Agreed. They're both really good books. Yeah. There we go. Somebody's trying to break into my car. (laughs) All right. So this weekend, we've got the Justice League trailer. Oh, God, Larflees. That's actually what made me think of it earlier. (laughs) That's I actually the part that. Yeah, well, I love Gnort. You know, it doesn't make it oh, you know, mean Nort, he should have yeah. his own. Nort, yeah, Nort's great. Shouldn't shouldn't have his own book though. <laughs> oh God! 
Yeah. Well, let's see here. So what do we got coming up here? Uh, the Justice League trailer. Who's looking forward to this thing? I am. I am. I'm, I'm looking forward to the trailer, yeah. Yeah. How about the movie? You on board, or did uh, Batman versus Superman kill it for you? Well, uh, Batman Superman pretty much drove the stake in the heart, and then Suicide Squad kind of closed the coffin on my expectations. So uh, they, they really have to do a lot of heavy lifting in the cinematic universe to, to win me back, frankly. Yeah, but I'm hoping now that Joff Johns is involved that we're going to see – Sort of what he's done for Rebirth, we can kind of see applied to the movie universe. And Joe, since this is your first time with us, let me ask you a couple questions real quick. Sure. So you're, you are a comic fan, but are you a superhero guy, or are you into other stuff more than superheroes? I'm a massive superhero guy. That's really my jam. Uh, the the other right. stuff is actually my biggest blind spot, yeah. Okay. How Now, so Marvel or DC? Um, both. Both. I both? Think, uh, yeah, I think when I run my when I run my database, I think I run about sixty percent Marvel and about forty forty percent DC. Well, that's that's I'd say pretty common that would be the mix. I and mean, Paul, yeah. you're bigger mm-hmm. on image these days, right? Well, I'm enjoying uh, image probably the most, but I probably right now I'm reading more DC because I'm really liking the rebirth. But I'm generally my favorite superhero is Daredevil, so. I mean, I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was Marvel Comics that brought you in. I mean, kind of true to our age group, more more Marvel oh, readers yeah. than DC. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Marvel, I think Marvel's really been uh, in a really, really bad place for a couple of years, co- comic book-wise. Yeah. You know, movie-wise, they've been great. But yeah. comic book-wise, it's been really tough uh, reading them. So I, I, DC's re- the DC Reverse stuff's been amazing. It was the best move they could have done is to kind of ditch the mm-hmm. New 52. Uh, but Marvel's struggling. Marvel really needs to turn that around. Yeah, Marvel's been event to event. I mean, it's kind of felt like the 90s with them a lot. But the thing is, the new 52 for DC looked like the 90s a lot. So I really hadn't been happy with either for a while. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm going to ask you guys, because I haven't read it, but I went and read the spoilers. Do we want to do an unworthy Thor spoiler real quick? Oh, I love it. Can't wait. Yeah. For anybody yeah, for, spoiler alert. If you haven't read Yeah, yet, for anybody hasn't 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 read Unworthy Thor number five, uh, Paul, I'm gonna go ahead and let you run us through this one. So what did Nick Fury whisper to Thor? Oh, so uh he basically said that uh Gore was right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so uh, if you don't know what that means, you have a lot of reading to do. So he's a god slayer. He basically was, this was what, what is three years ago? Two years yeah, ago? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. When Jason Aaron started writing, uh, you know, Thor started writing out, he had this god slayer, and he basically said that, like, gods pretty much suck. <laughs> you know, they're not like these worthy, great things. They're actually bad for the universe, and they're not, they shouldn't be around. And, and uh, he basically said that in Thor, like, actually believed Nick Fury when he said it, and he became unworthy. This is during the uh, secret, no, original sin storyline. He dropped his hammer, couldn't pick it, pick it back up. Hence, you know, Jane Foster becoming Thor and him be, just becoming Odin's son. So the unworthy Thor, uh, I thought was going to be him getting his hammer back and becoming Thor, but he didn't. Someone else 
the end of this picked up the hammer, and I have no idea who this person could be. So now we're going to have, like, three Thors running around. Do you have any any guesses or anything? Do you, who do you think is going to be this new Thor? Do they show it in the – is it a mystery in the book, or you just, you're not familiar with the character? Oh, it's a mystery in the book. Oh, okay. It's Beta Ray Bell. Oh, I wish. I, no, Beta let's Ray bring... Bell's in Unworthy 4, number 5. Like, he's Damn it. With Thor. <laughs> so yeah, so not... my, my guess goes out how, the window. How about uh, – what was his name? Kevin Masterson, uh, Thunderstrike. How about Thunderstrike? They bring him back? Oh, yeah. I'd be down with that. Yeah, and Aaron's shown a reverence for like past stories and digging into old stories and stuff. Well, and Marvel's yeah. been been digging through the '90s a little bit for storyline ideas, like with Ben Riley and things too. Here recently, sure, sure. So, now, but Thor's hammer is the ultimate Thor's hammer from the Ultimate right. Universe. Yes, it survived uh, Secret Wars. This hammer survived the Secret Wars and came crashing down and crashed on. Uh, on Earth, basically. No, not on Earth. I'm sorry. Jeez. Um, so it came crashing down to survive. It was like one of the only things that survived the Secret Wars. So mm-hmm. it may, if the ultimate Thor survived somehow, the Secret Wars, because, you know, old man Logan survived the Secret yep. Wars. He came back, and then so did Miles Morales. So it could be the ultimate Thor could be in the mix, too. So I don't know. That's what I was I just going to ask well, about. Well, the hammer survived, but the actual yeah. character of Ultimate Thor, he died. In Secret War, so they could do. I'm, I'm sure, you know, yeah, they could like bring his essence back or whatever. But like they, yeah. his, his, the specific Ultimate Thor character, he died during that miniseries. He did. Oh man, that was yeah. such a. I, while that was one of the better miniseries, the whole Secret Wars is best left forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. There, there's, there's a spoiler out there, but I didn't read it because I didn't want to. So, you know, as people that you can, if you want to know, you can go search it out, find out who this new Thor is. I just don't want to know yet. Like, oh, okay. Okay. So I saw something oh. real quick when I was like, you know, doing my new, you know, just searching stuff online. And I was like, nope, I don't want to see it. I kind of saw a picture and I was like, no, 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 don't want to see what it is. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, this was going to be, this was really close to being my pick of the week, you know, but I, I didn't pick it because. The cover of Unworthy Thor had a picture of Odin's son and Thanos fighting on it, and that didn't happen in the book, so I was a little bit upset about oh, that. Oh, it's kind of like those crappy links on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it was a total tease, but uh, yeah, but it was a really good book. The whole story was great. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm loving Jason Aaron on Thor. Okay, I think so Jason, Jason Aaron just—he's one of the best writers working today. Like his, his stuff is great, and his Thor runs really great. I love this reveal. I wish they had gotten to it sooner because it's such an incontinuity of it has such importance within continuity. It's not like what he told him would have any meaning to someone who wasn't immediately thinking about gore. You know, it made you have to yeah. go back two years. Um, so yeah. I, that's, the, that's the only disappointment I have with this. But if you read it all together in one big swoop, it's got to be great. Jason Aaron's killing it lately. Yeah, I'm totally agreed. Yeah. So, so I'm going to have, you know, Thor was definitely one of my favorites in the past. So I'm going to have to jump back into Thor and check some more out. Uh, I'm telling you, you need to. If you like Thor at all, I like Thor and Jason Aaron. It's just, and, and I know a lot of people have a problem with um, the mighty Thor and Thor losing his hammer and then, you know, Jane Foster becoming Thor because, you know, that's not my Thor. But the book is great. The art is great. 
I mean, oh yeah, you you should definitely check it out if you like Thor. Yeah, well, that's why I'll have to run around. Um, totally agree. All right, been great. Yeah, then I'll definitely have to check it out. So that's going to run us into a rumor now, and this one I, I'm kind of interested in seeing. So, uh, Paul, I don't know if you've heard anything to back it up, but Michael Shannon is being rumored for cable. Yeah, so that's the latest news. I mean, they've been talking. There's been so many names. Even like recently, they were talking about Brad Pitt. You know, thing. <laughs> which I was not a fan of that rumor at all. So, but uh, it's just a rumor, but I was just kind of curious what you, you specifically, what you thought about Michael, because I love Michael Shannon. Uh, I think Michael Shannon's great. Matter of fact, he is such a good actor that because of Boardwalk, I really actually personally hate him. (laughs) (laughs) I met him. I saw him one time at a Cubs game, a Chicago Cubs game. Yeah, did he try busting up all your booze (laughs) barrels and stuff? Yeah, I just I think I gave him the stink eye <laughs> yeah. because of that. So now the one thing like I that. wonder: <laughs> would they take a guy who played Zod and have him play Cable? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, you had Green Lantern. Green Lantern played Deadpool, so yeah, but nobody yeah. saw Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, oh, we saw it. We just we oh, everybody <laughs> saw it. I mean, that movie no. still gets hate left and right. Everybody knows Ryan Reynolds was Green Lantern. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. I heard there was a movie made, but I thought it was like one of those Roger <laughs> Corman things. Yeah, kind of like the like. I wish one day they'll, they'd make actual sequels to the first Matrix movie. It's, it was such a great movie. I wish they would make sequels to that. Uh, they're rebooting it, apparently. Well, they are. Or yeah, maybe they do like a a fourth Indiana Jones movie because that that they never did a fourth movie. You know what I mean? You know, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> Don't, you don't need to. <laughs> I, I'm not going to. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, yeah. I like Michael. I like Michael Shannon. I, he's great. I'm a Chicago guy. He's Chicago. I respect that, and he's really good. Um, he kind of looks like he's half cable when he's in that Zod suit. You know, it's so metaled up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing we get. So I work at Golden Apple Comics out here in Los Angeles. And uh, we get a lot of people come through, whether they're actors or production people. And a lot of times we get actors that are up for parts. And we've had at least one guy come through uh, that that was really high on being cable. And he was a, he was someone that would be recognizable. Um, so there's there's really? a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people in the mix for this. I was I was, was it Brad Pitt? No, it wasn't. It <laughs> wasn't. I don't think it's a name you would know, but it's it's one of those those guys, you know. Yeah. So, okay. And we're we're. We get a lot of that, but we try not to put it like put actual names to stuff because we don't want to put people on blast because it's so delicate yeah. and stuff. Uh, but it's funny like all the time people come in and you'll they'll look around the shop a little lost and then they'll ask about one very specific kind of minor character, and then you just uh, kind of look at them and you go, "You're up for that role, aren't you?" And they go, "Yeah, of course, yeah." So it's pretty funny. Yeah. And that'd be a weird place to be in that that biz, in the comic book business because of that because like you would have guys right there they probably live within you know two miles of you so in L A what's that a three and a half hour drive yeah. and um, yeah um, then they show up to do like research on a role say Steve Ewan wants to play Nightwing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he's gonna come in and be like hey so do you have the this particular run of Teen Titans from 1984 we've yeah we've loaned books i've loaned personal books to actors that are guest starring in some of the cw shows really that's, that's cool. awesome 
Yeah, the um, the guy who who's super great, the guy who played uh, Red Tornado on uh, the first season of Supergirl. Oh yeah, I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah, yeah, he was yeah. super great. Came in, chatted with us, and I was like, "All these books you're asking about, I have at home. Come back next week, we'll hook you up." That's awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Reading, trying to and trying to get figure out the, the role. That that makes me feel better. <laughs> that they're not just going in there blind. Yeah, no, yeah, they do. They do. They put the work in. Well, yeah, and licensing now allows them to do that. It's not like the 90s where you had, you know, Shaq making steel, but they couldn't talk about Superman or have the S in it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, Shaq, it's a different right, time. Which steel is, I, I, I never saw it until like last year. I finally got around to watching steel. That's an amazingly awesome, bad movie. See, I haven't seen it since it came out. And, it uh, is a lot I, of fun. Yeah. And I do in like bad, bad movies. By the way. Yeah, in a bad way. It's a lot of fun. There's souffle humor. There's just the the, the watching a, a dude who's seven foot tall stand next to normal human beings and, and try to pretend like that's that's like he's a normal person in their world. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that's too much. Oh God. So so everybody's okay with Michael Shannon then, huh? Everybody be okay with that? He's a great actor. Yeah. yeah. My, yeah. My, 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 good. Yeah, I think I'd be down too. Again, um, I still hated him so much in Boardwalk, though, that I, I, I personally dislike him because of it. But you know, I'll get over it. <laughs> but Cable's, Cable's the straight, the straight man in that relationship. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's the joke. The jokes bounce off him. He, he doesn't have to have, you know, a comedic personality. And Shannon definitely fits that bill and all the stuff I've seen him in. Oh yeah, he comes across real dry. I mean, he can definitely play mm-hmm. a very dry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Cable's yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? That's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, so let's see here. The next piece we got. So I guess Woody Harrelson let out a little info about his character in the new Han Solo movie, mm-hmm. but like not a lot. I guess he let out the name and just that the dude's like a like a rogue, and that's about it. Yeah, so I just thought it was interesting because um, everyone was just convinced that um, he was going to be um, Garrus Shrike, mm-hmm. which is an old, you know, old legacy EU character. So I thought it was interesting that, you know, okay, so now we know it's not going to be that. It's just going to be a guy named Beckett. But it's, I think it's essentially like the same person, like an older mentor, which everyone – he's basically confirmed what we are all thinking, that he's going to be like the father figure type to uh, Han Solo, which I think he could totally pull off. Oh, yeah. Well, he you – know, I'm going to come back to a movie that I didn't even want to see when it first was announced, but Zombieland. That's kind of what he's playing is mm-hmm. a, a rough and grumble but paternal type character. Yeah, sure. And, and did a great job of it. Um, yeah, I think uh, Star Wars is a perfect movie to bring this up, or a Star Wars movie is a perfect one to bring it up with. I always worry when casting a named actor in a role like this that you'll look at it and just see them. But Star Wars is actually the movie that proved that you can put Billy D. Williams and have people see Lando Calrissian. You can put mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor and see Obi-Wan Kenobi. You can put Liam Neeson. You can put Jimmy Smith. So... 
yeah, I'm, I, you know, normally I'd say I'd worry about this sort of thing, but I think because of Star Wars and the work they've done in the past, I don't worry about that stuff anymore. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, with that. Totally. totally. Yeah. So, I mean, that being said, I'm still a little bit worried about this movie in general. They also there's also a little bit more information that came out today. Uh, they said that this is in a phone, I guess, in a conference call that Bob Iger had. Um, I guess the movie is spanning uh, six years of Han's life from when he's about 18 to when he's about 24 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they confirmed it's definitely going to show, you know, show him getting the Falcon. They also said uh, uh, an interesting tidbit about how he earned his name. And people were, so the question is, literally, like, is Han Solo not his given name? Or like how he earned his name, like across the galaxy, his reputation, you know? So that's, that's the question of what was left in the air. Now I know I'm going to reference something stupid here. Uh, back in 1983, when the, the picture books of, um, uh, if you guys are old enough, you'll remember the, the picture books for the star Wars movies, like in fifth and sixth grade, or when you're a kid, I still have them on Okay, perfect. So if you go to the end, it's either that or the novelization they, uh, they when they talk about the end of Return of the Jedi, they actually point out that Solo was a chosen name because he was all alone, which I thought was dumb because he always had Chewie with him. <laughs> he didn't always have Chewie with him, but yeah, quite a quite a while, right? Quite a while for the majority of the time, yeah. Yeah, Obviously, but yeah, um, at least since you were twenty four years old, <laughs> what Bob Iger, yeah, right? Right. right. Until you meet his demise. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. Um, but the thing there is that means that the English language exists in that universe, too. <laughs> or at least Latin did. Right. Yeah. Not to draw too fine a point onto it, but, you know. So, so why everybody you, why you worried about this movie, Jeremy? Um, I am worried and see, they've already kind of proved like with you and McGregor that it doesn't have to work that way. To me, Harrison Ford is Han Solo. And we saw what a, what a 30 year old Han Solo looked like. So now you've got this kid who, I mean, he's vaguely similar to, but doesn't really look like Harrison Ford. So I'm a little bit worried just because of that. I, I'm worried that, I, see, once I get pulled out of the movie, then I, I don't get back in. My head stays out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't want to be like my mother-in-law watching Jesus Christ Superstar going, well, that's not the Jesus I know. I don't want to be like that with Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you're not. I'm so do I. No, I and I totally intend to, but it, Han Solo is my favorite character. I mean, I'm not alone in that. You know, nine guys yeah. out of ten will say that. Yeah, yeah, and the other no. and the other guys say Indiana Jones. Oh, I was going to say Boba Fett. Oh, well, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, my so you, I mean, well, yeah, Paul, but you're the outlier. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and I love you're like Paul. a round. You're like a rounding error. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, Paul, do you watch Star Wars Rebels? 
Uh, I've seen uh, the first two seasons. I have not okay. seen the third season because I don't have cable anymore. And gotcha. they don't, you know, it's not on Hulu. So I'm just waiting for the DVD to come out because I'll buy yep. it because okay. I, I watch it with my kids and stuff in the car. But yeah, so they I mean, I so they they finally put an end to the Obi Wan versus Darth Maul question. Yeah, I they know. Did. I want to see it yeah. so bad. Yeah. Well, then I'm not going to beat it up too much because I want to make you like all hateful towards it. Oh, he's uh, why now? Well, I know. Well, okay, Paul, explain to me. Explain to me what's your stance on it. What's, uh are you a big Maul fan, or or where's your where's your, where do you fall on the resurrection oh, I'm, of Maul? Uh, I like Darth Maul, but I'm a huge Obi Wan fan. So I'm assuming with Jeremy's tone that maybe Maul takes them in this fight. Is that what you're trying? Yeah, to I'm. Do? I'm going to leave it out there till next year when the DVDs <laughs> come out. I'm going to find out anyways. (laughs) Okay, then. No. So, uh, Obi-Wan beats Maul like a redheaded stepchild. Good. Yeah, in a completely one-sided ass beating. Okay, good. I'm good. I'm glad to hear that. But I just wanted to see if you were really going to sweat it out until the DVD came out, but then I realized you were just going to go Google it anyhow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to. I would probably just stumble on it anyways. More than likely. That's the way it should be. We want the man. Yeah. Greatest Jedi uh, ever. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it just you know, depends on if you consider the Jedi to be great or not. That may not be that big a pool. Wow. Oh. Yeah. You're throwing down a are gauntlet. Gonna, are we going to have well, conversations again? You, <laughs> well, you just, just, you know. You just, took a black, you just took a black glove off your robotic right hand and slapped him across the face with it. Know? Yeah. Well, you know, to me, it's the Jedi who are evil. Whoa! It, it does. I, will, I have I always questioned what they. I have always questioned what they meant by balance of the force, because if he brings balance, there's like a hundred million Jedi's and only two Sith. So wouldn't balance mm-hmm. be only two Jedi? Um, you know, I think so. It's going to depend on how this plays out. I've got some theories on this. Um, and then Paul and I have discussed this before, and I'm I'm always willing to go back into it. But I think basically the two major force factions were the Jedi and the Sith. But I think they were both flawed in a way. So balance of the force would be wiping those two factions out. Mm. Um, because now we're going to find out there's these other groups. I mean, the Wills, uh, you know, they brought them up in um, Rogue One. Yeah. Um, there are other force-using factions out there that aren't part of this. Um, I can't wait to see what we find out about the Knights of Ren because I'm totally obsessed with those guys. I just want to know everything about everybody in that group. Um, oh, real quick, Jeremy, yeah. since you just said that, before I forget to tell you, I guess one of the new books that's coming out mm-hmm. talks about talks about that. Okay. Brings more information about the Knights of Ren. It's the, uh, gosh, what of that series that just came out that I heard it wasn't too good. The, the Aftermath, the, the Chuck, uh, Chuck yeah. Win, uh, yeah. Windig. Yeah. Yes. Aftermath. That's what I heard. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but oh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to dig at them. So you may, I, you I may want to, may have to read it. Now. Yeah. I couldn't get through the first book. It was so bad. 
Yeah, I heard the book, the first one was really bad, so I didn't bother yeah. getting it because I heard that too. Yeah, but um, I think like if you, when you look at how the Jedi were shown in the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they had lofty goals, but they forbid love. They were a rigid, rigid, rigid order who kidnapped children. <laughs> You're they not did wrong. not kidnap children. Well, where did those kids come from? The parents gave them away. No, so they bought I, children it, for they, free. Yes, they bought them. Well, they, they offered free. them an opportunity to lead a better life than probably most of them were leading. Oh, you might be on it. To make something, it's it's like uh, it's like the kids in um, Ender's Game. Okay, well, okay, maybe you're onto something there. It's still looking awful like kidnapping to me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I will say that I totally agree that that at that time Jedi Order had completely lost its way and they were corrupt. Yeah, and I think they point that out pretty well through it, but. They probably don't draw as strong a a pointer to it as they could, I guess. Yeah, that's the way I felt about it. Anyways, they're like these are not Jedi, you know. Mace Windu was all about assassinating people and stuff. Yeah, I was real uncomfortable with their uh, their zeal or their their desire to just go ahead and have a coup. (laughs) You know, well we'll just get rid of we'll just get rid of this freely elected. uh, Chancellor and put ourselves in with emergency powers. <laughs> yeah, they they were all about the means justifying the ends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's enough of that. We're going to start running out of time if we spend too much on that. We'll do a special episode about why Jeremy's still down on the Jedi later. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Paul, we're going to do uh, this week. We're going to do Paul's pick of the week. Um, what was your favorite book this week, Paul? Uh, my pick of the week is Action Comics 976. Which would be the finale it? of Superman Reborn. Yes. Did you read it? I did. I did read it. Joe, did you read it? Uh, not yet. But I did oh, read okay. spo- I did read spoilers right. aplenty, so. Okay, so you, so you know about it, so I'm not going to ruin anything for you then. No, no, no but no, if no, anybody no. listening hasn't hasn't read it yet, there will be spoilers right here. Okay, so we all know. Basically, the, I'm just going to get straight to the the gist of this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the two Supermans, they were not separate identities. The New Fifty Two Superman and the Pre Crisis Superman that we know that came showed up there. They were they were the, Superman split in two, and now they're back together. And now the, the big thing of it, now they they have the memories of both all into one person, so now they're just one person. And it not only affected them, but it's affected people close to them. And uh, reading all the books that came out yesterday, it's it's already affecting other books. Like in um, the Flash title, title uh, a character comes back, and I think it has something to do with these, the joining of those two Superman, uh, it that joining is starting to bring back the free pre Flashpoint stuff a little bit. So it has okay. like it's affecting the DC so, universe right now. So what I am going to say is that Superman is the DC universe. Hmm. He is 
he is the DC universe, or he at least is the touchstone to it. And when you reunify or when you, when you unify current Superman and I, are we talking pre-crisis or post-crisis Superman? But whichever version. Yeah. Yeah. When you put those together, pre-flashpoint, which would be post-crisis. And technically post-zero hour, really. Post-zero hour and post-infinite crisis as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, which you (laughs) you would have to drag the whole universe back into Superman's direction, right? So one thing I am... Yeah, well, one thing I was concerned about, because for a moment there, when the the new 52 Superman came back. Yeah. He was wearing that stupid armor. And I was <laughs> afraid. Horrible. Yeah. I was afraid we were going to be left with that stupid ass armor. And then I was happy to see at the end of the book, we got a more traditional Superman uh, we, costume back. Yeah. We need to Love get him it. in the trunks. He needs to be in the trunks. They didn't do that, but they came, they came pretty close with the belt they put on him. Right. It, it yeah. broke up it broke up the design enough that it didn't just look like one big ocean of blue with a red S on it. Right. Yeah. So well, I'm definitely excited the way forward to Superman. And I've told you like, tons of times that Superman uh, has been one of my favorite rebirth titles. Like, yep. and a lot of people don't like um, the fact that he has a son and he's married, you know, uh, but I love it. You know, I, to me, like he's he is the ultimate dad figure, you know. Like Paul, yeah. can, Paul, I could not agree more. Absolutely, the Rebirth Superman has been the best title that DC's done, and they've been doing a great job with all of it. The Rebirth Superman is so good because New Fifty Two Superman had been terrible for pretty much the entire length of it. Yep. I'm I'm so happy to see Superman back, just being fantastic again. And being that he's such an important character, I mean, this is super. I mean, he is the original superhero, yeah. right? And, yeah. Uh, I don't think they've done justice for decades. They, they're so they just so focused on Batman, who's a great character, but like you, re- he's finally getting the love and the attention that he deserves. Mm-hmm. I, I would love, I love the dynamic that they have with with Jonathan, his son. I, I think it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. I, I totally was, agree. I, I love it. Yeah, I was ready to dislike it or at least be like, uh, do I really want to? Oh, no, no. From the first step issue with it. I was like, I'm in. This kid's great. Yeah. Um, and just real quick, if anybody out there uh, wants to check this out and get the Kindle version, you can go to tinyurl.com slash Paul's Pick 3. So tinyurl.com slash Paul's Pick 3. That'll take you right to Amazon.com, and it would help out the show a little bit. Um but yeah, I mean, I've been I've been pretty hot on the rebirth stuff. The problem has been they've been dragging it out a little bit too much. I mean, I realize you got to sustain the story. It's it's like soap operas. You have to have the illusion of change every day, and then only so many changes as the story goes. But um, I'm excited to see things are moving. Uh, look like yeah, I saw a bit from Flash. It looks like they're driving that narrative forward quite a bit. Uh, this Superman thing is a huge change that completely changes the status quo. And I'm going to go ahead and agree with you guys that, you know, um, Jonathan Kent, at least as we've seen him traditionally portrayed on the, in the comics done by John Byrne and on Smallville was a great dad. Mm-hmm. And I think putting, giving Clark that element is a great idea. Uh-huh. Totally agree. 
Yep. And John, John himself, you know, as a kid, and especially, I don't know if you guys read the Super Sons title, which I was kind of like, eh, I hate, I hate Damien. But uh, yeah, I can't stand that little bastard. Which is but why they, that book's great, because Jonathan gives them what for. I hate Damien, too. And Jonathan's like, yeah, whatever, I'm super. You can't stop me. Yeah. It, that, that's a, that's, it was a nice surprise how much I liked that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they play very well off each other and that's an also good book. So I'm I'm loving the two kids and they're just like their dads, you know. Yeah. Once. That's I'm I'm gonna. As these things are going into collected editions, I'm definitely gonna go back and check up on the stuff I missed out on or gave up on. Um, definitely gonna check it out. But um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, so that is Paul's pick of the week was Action Comics 976. So, Paul, what is the book you're looking forward to most next week? Um, this one this may seem like a silly book, but uh, as soon as I saw them put a little promo tease out for this, these, there's multiple books like this, but the one I'm most looking forward to is Green Lantern Space Ghost Annual Number 1. Um, so I think it's going to be like four total titles where they take like a Hanna-Barbera property and mix it up with the you know, um, a DC okay. character. I got, I got to, I got like to stop you right there. It's a Looney Tunes character, not a Hanna Barbera Sorry, character. Thank yeah. You. Sorry. Wait, no. Oh no, not Space Ghost. Space Ghost is Hanna Barbera. Oh, you're yeah, right. You know, because I was thinking. I'm sorry. You're right. Because you know what? I'm thinking. I'm thinking ahead to the next one where it's uh, yeah, Wiley Coyote and those guys. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. Because this one's like Booster Gold and the Flintstones. Oh my God, that'll be awesome. Yeah. They're going to do one. Um, what's the other two ones? I can't remember for some reason. I'm, I'm super tired. <laughs> but this one yeah, makes the most sense. To me, and I'm just like, I cannot wait to read a story where Space Ghost gets a freaking Green Lantern ring. Awesome. And then Hal Jordan gets the power bands. I mean, that's I mean that's all I needed to know. I'm like, sold. I'm going to read this book. <laughs> yeah. I'm... I, I can't believe I just goofed up that battle on the Hanna-Barbera uh, Looney Tunes thing. Um, <laughs> I jumped ahead because I was sitting here thinking, yeah, I cannot wait for that Wiley e. Coyote uh, Lobo comic. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Aren't, yeah. Aren't, they doing, aren't they doing Martian Manhunter and Marvin the Martian? Yeah. Yes. They're and, and they're all, <laughs> yeah, they're also doing Batman versus Elmer Fudd. Yes. It's going to be so good. Yeah. So I'm um, looking forward to these are going to be great. I mean, this is the one I'm looking forward to. I mean, it's just pure nostalgia. I mean, I just love it. It's probably going to be well, easy and campy. But they have and good writers. I mean, they have the Green Lantern writer on it and a good artist. So they're not just putting some C-list writer and artist on this either. They're, they're, yeah. they're doing it right, so it could be and, good. And they, their Hanna-Barbera titles have been, have been really, really, really strong. The Future Quest is, is a dynamite read, and the Flintstones is like, Biting, biting cultural satire. If you're not reading Flintstones, you're missing yeah. out. I'm, I'm, the trade's coming out soon, and I'm going to get the trade. Good. Uh, because I didn't read it from the beginning, and I've heard multiple people say it might be one of the best comics on the shelves right now. It's, fun it's, it's a really smart, really smart book, and it's, it's a great look at our, our society through the lens of uh, Bedrock, you know? Well, that sounds outstanding. Um, yeah, uh, that looks kind of fun. Also, I want to comment real quick. I don't know if you guys saw uh, last or was it last night or the night before uh, Flash Supergirl musical crossover. I've not watched it yet. 
Okay. Let me just say how glad I am we're in a point where people are having fun with this stuff again instead of being all dark <laughs> and sour all the time. Holy cow. Also, apparently Supergirl should be put in um, really expensive black dresses more often. Uh, I agree. Supergirl yeah. is great. That's, I think DC TV is killing it. And Supergirl is like my, Supergirl is my favorite show. I'm a grown man with a wife, two dogs. <laughs> I think the optimism and the happiness on Supergirl is just so infectious. I think it's great. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I would say Flash is actually my favorite. Um, just because it's, it, I don't know, it fits into the universe better and I'm warming sure, up more to the legends of, the, of tomorrow more. Yeah, that's the touchstone of, of, of what they're doing, yeah. Yeah, which is funny because they're calling the whole thing the Arrowverse, yet nobody watches Arrow anymore. I know. Yeah. <laughs> are, you uh, saying are you saying there's not a lot of wild dog fans out there besides me? Uh, well, yeah, I'll tell you what. There's not a lot of guys probably our age who had even ever heard of them. Um, and most of most of us got that through an, uh, an old copy of Who's Who that was somehow stuck in our comic collection and went, well, who's this guy? <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but anyhow, but yeah, that was it was a great episode. I I really enjoyed it. I had honestly not being a musical guy, but I hoped the whole episode was going to be musical. So I was a little let down by the lack of musical numbers in it. Yeah, I thought it was going to be straight up the whole thing. Um, like there was an episode with the music meister on uh, the Brave and the Bold cartoon. Yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah, ever watched that one? And that one was all musical. Pretty much. So I thought it was going to be more like that. Yeah. Well, there's um, I, a show you guys have probably never seen, but Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. And they did a musical episode. And, they're, and it's a 22-minute Canadian ha- you know, sitcom. And oh, yeah, they I've managed to fit. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. Yep. They managed to fit eight or nine songs into 22 minutes. And I'm like, awesome. these guys had 47 minutes and got four and a half songs in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I still love the episode. I thought it was great. Yeah, I agree. I definitely yeah. like it. Yeah, all those shows are top. Yep. So, you know, what we're going to do, and we kind of ran a little bit over, um, but uh, we got about three minutes here. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to ask uh, uh, Joe real quick. Joe, you're a buyer for uh, Golden Apple Comics in L.A. Yep. And I believe you you buy the used books or do you buy everything? Uh, I buy mostly the used books. Okay, so um, I'm gonna start. We're gonna start doing a bit here where we bring you on to talk about kind of the trends you're seeing going on in purchasing. Um, we're gonna run out of time, so we'll just ask you real quick. Um, so, what what are what are books that people are looking for in the back issue bins these days that you're looking for and buying? Looking for people are always looking for. Um, you get a lot of everyone always comes in saying, "Do you have the keys?" And it's it's easy to say, you know. Deadpool, First Venom, things like that. Um, lately, we've been getting a lot of action on, I think probably because Logan, um, mm-hmm. early Wolverine stuff. We actually don't uh-huh. get a lot of Hulk 181s in, but we do get a fair amount of, of um, you know, Wolverine, the Frank Miller, Claremont Wolverine number ones in. Yeah. Um, so we get a lot of action on that. Uh, 70s Marvel has been really heating up, and I have a feeling that's due to a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy love. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. But we've been getting a lot of uh, not only people bringing them in to, to trade and to sell, but also just people interested in buying them, um, which is always good. And uh, and on the DC front, Marvel's definitely moved more. On the DC front, um, a lot of Neil Adams uh, Batmans have been moving pretty well for us. 
Like, yeah, you should uh, be able to say that. Bat, like, Ra's al stuff. Yeah, you should be able to say that like any day of the week, any year, really. It's true. It's true. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, we got about a minute and a half. So, uh, Joe, why don't you tell us real quick about your G.I. Joe podcast, Joe on Joe? Well, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, Joe on Joe. It's, uh, it is a watch-along podcast. So we uh, have a guest on. I interview him for a few minutes, and then we literally turn the episode on, and we watch it. Uh, you get snippets of it in the back. I don't run the whole episode uh, throughout the whole show. But it's kind of like Mystery Science Theater meets G.I. Joe. And it's a lot of fun, I think. Uh, I, most of my guests are laymen who aren't huge G.I. Joe fans because I don't, frankly, know that many huge G.I. Joe fans like myself. And <laughs> so we just, we just have fun exploring it, you know. And it's, it's the old cartoon, and it's great. We do it chronologically. And, uh, yeah, it's called, it's called Joe and Joe. Find it wherever podcasts are sold. Great. And can, where can they find you on Twitter and uh, social media? Yeah, Twitter. I'm at Joe and Joe Pod, and I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Joe and Joe Pod. Awesome. Paul, if people want to catch you on the interwebs, where can they find you at? Oh, I'm on the tweet at PaulVieira79. All right. Everybody else, you can catch us at GeekishCast.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com, slash GeekishCast, and I tweet from at the GeekishCast, and uh, Rain Isaias is going to play us out. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for coming on, Joe. My pleasure. Yeah, it was good meeting you, Joe. I'm going nice to subscribe to your well. podcast right now. <laughs> All right, we're clear. Excellent. Yeah, so this will record while we wrap up, but um, anybody that listened live will miss it, and so they'll have to come back and listen to it later. <laughs> cool. Hey, Joe, was, uh, I think that worked out pretty well. I mean, we'd have to work out our timing a little better, I think, to fit the topic in or to hit you know that as one more segment. Oh, but um, sure. Yeah, but I think that worked pretty well. What did you think, Paul? Yeah, Doug, we're still, yeah, we're still trying to figure out this timing thing. Yeah, we're not doing real good with it. <laughs> well, I can I we can be start verbo- I can be verbose, so just blame me. That's fine. No, it's it's us too. Because Paul and I have known. Yeah, Paul and I have known each other for twenty years, but we haven't really seen each other for fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Paul, so where, Paul, where are you our... calling from? What was that? Where are you? Uh, where are you located? Oh, I live in Texas right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I live in uh, Abilene, stationed at Dias Air Force Base. Now I'm Ooh. I'm in Wichita Falls, Texas, right now, doing a class for <laughs> a month. So that's why I've been hanging out in the hotel. Oh wow, boring. Yeah, gotta be right. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm so ready to get back. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah this, um, I, I thought this went well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, so we'll try yeah. to we'll try to work it out. I don't. Let me see, Paul. I don't think we're doing a live episode next week, okay. so we'll skip until the start of April. Also, I think we may move to seven o'clock if that works for you. For, uh, which for me? Be, or for well, hold on, hold on. For you, uh, because that would be nine o'clock your time. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's good. Because I, I just the other day realized, fuck, I keep you up to like eleven, three, three, you know, three Thursdays of the month doing this. Oh, that, it doesn't matter, man. That's fine. Yeah. I usually stay up this late, anyways. At nine would be good. Anytime after the kiddo goes to bed is perfect. 
He goes to bed at yeah. 9.30. So. Oh, there we go. Okay, cool. But, yeah, we're still, Joe, we're still kind of working out the kinks and how we're going to do this because sure. the, the show started as me and friends bullshitting with each other, and then I started doing semi-celebrity interviews and publisher interviews and mm-hmm. then kind of got back on track where I was doing an interview episode and then me and Paul bullshitting episode then having somebody else come on and join us. And I think that's what we're going to go with, but we're still working all the bugs out. Of course. Well, this, yeah. uh, you know, this, whatever, use me in whatever capacity. I'm happy to do it. No, this and I appreciate Thursday. you coming on. This, yeah, Thursday yeah. nights are a good time, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm super steeped in all of it, so I don't need much prep to get on, you know, to whatever we're talking about. So. Well, that Perfect. was cool also because – go ahead, Paul. Go ahead, Jerry. Oh, I was going to say, because I really want to talk to uh, – talk about like event fatigue yes and i think you'd be a perfect person to talk to about it see how like how it well you know what paul you know the retail side and stuff like that totally yeah let's um hold on let's just go ahead and make that (sighs) april 6th event fatigue and all three of us does that sound good heck yeah april 6th yep yeah that should work Put it on my calendar right now. Yep, April 6th, event fatigue. The only thing we'll work out is what time what time of day if we're going to change it or keep it the same. So we'll talk about that over yeah. the next week or so. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no worries. Yep. Seven, seven or eight works for me. Okay. Yeah, because I haven't been beating yeah. it up, but I want to start pushing that it's a live episode and start you know, trying to get callers again. And hopefully nobody calls up with the N-word a whole bunch this time. Yeah. Is that, has that, that has, that's happened? Yes, yeah. that has happened. Yeah, that's. I feel like I feel like you're, you 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 expect that with with live TV. Yep, to a certain people degree. Dope. People are dope. And just be, yeah, and just be glad you know like Rico wasn't on or something when that happened. Oh God. Yeah. No. Especially what the topic at hand too and everything. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a really good episode. We're gonna have to finish that one up sometime too. Yeah, it was. And it would, and Joe would be great in there too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Matter of fact, we could probably drag him in for that one, too. We did an episode that was Diversity in Comics. Okay. And we had um, Andrea, who comes on with us from time to time, but she's a filmmaker and playwright in Utah. And then a guy I've kind of gotten to be buddies with out of L.A., his name's Rico Anderson, and he he was on The Mick this week, and he was a host at the Young Artist Awards last week. So he's one of those guys who's kind of cutting his teeth and kind of landing some roles right now. Because, you know, me and Paul come on and we're just like, you know, we're a couple of white guys who were raised yeah, Catholic. Yeah. We can't really talk diversity. But when we get, you know, a couple of other people, then we can kind of expand the board and talk about it from different viewpoints. Sure. Yeah. So that was a good one. All right, guys. Well, I'm yeah. going to run, but thank you. Uh, thank you for hanging in. That was a lot of fun, yeah. I thought. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I love it, man. I love talking to you every week, Jeremy, about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm talking about half the time here. They're like, what's happening in comic right now? I'm like, oh, but, no. it. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the worst. You start talking to somebody about a comic book, and they're like, you're 43, right? Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I, I, I went to the I, store the other day. I was wearing a, my Just, a Justice League shirt, and the lady's like, why isn't Spider-Man there? And I was like, oh, jeez. Yeah, so you slapped her. The Justice League. <laughs> She's like, yeah, isn't he part of the Justice League? I'm like, just, 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 just swing me up and so I can get out of here. Just stop <laughs> talking to me now, would you? <laughs> you disgust me. Yeah. 
<laughs> Call yourself an American. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, so um, I think that does it for now. Was there anything? Oh, I bought Mass Effect Andromeda last night. Um, oh, so if nobody, yeah, if nobody sees me for a week or two, you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> got it. I, got I still it. haven't even finished. Yeah, I still haven't even finished the new Resident Evil, but I got so damn scared I had to move on to something else for yeah. a while. Not, That's the word on the street on that one. Yeah. Uh, Joe, it was uh, no bullshit. I bought that game. I got home a little bit before my wife. I turned it on. I walked around. Nothing had even happened yet, but the atmosphere was so creepy. I paused it. Uh-huh. And I walked out in the garage and I waited eight minutes for her to come home. <laughs> she, gets, she gets out of the car. She goes, what's wrong with you? I said, I'm scared shitless and I don't want to play this game without somebody else in the house. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, my, I said my day job during the week, I work at Gamefly. So we talk video. I mean, we're, we're in video games all day long. So I love hearing this stuff. It's great. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't have as much time to play as I used to, but in the nineties, I owned a used video game store. Oh, wow. Yeah. I back in the Nin- super Nintendo and Sega were out and the 3DO and CDI and all that were starting to roll out. But yeah, I was an early used video game store owner. Cool. That's very cool. I'm right now. I'm in the middle of a, of a, of a playthrough on, PS4 of Skyrim. I played it on PS3 and I wanted to play the oh, new yeah. PS4 version. And that is, it's such an amazing game, but man, it is such a time suck. Oh, like it really is. So much to do. And it's, since it's the, you know, it's the enhanced edition. So it's got all the DLC and every little thing in there. You can even do mod. You can download mods on it. And I'm always like, I heard that. And that's the one thing that made me want to buy it again. Yeah. But, um, I, you know, me and my wife, we own three dogs and we have a grandson that visits for a week every month, and I have a full-time job, and I have the podcast, yeah. and I make 3D yeah. assets for sale, and I'm writing a comic book, you know. So oh, I, yeah. I just oh, don't have, yeah. Totally. Well, I yeah. have to read. I have to play games. I literally have to play games for my job. To I'm, in, I'm on the marketing team. So I have to That's kind terrible. of have a, Yeah, oh, it's the worst. I have to have an yeah. understanding of, of, of a lot of these <laughs> a lot of these games. So I'm always like, honey, I, it's it's for work. I need to know. <laughs> Do you, you like the grocery yeah. I buy or not? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. All right, boys. Oh, man. All, All right, guys. Well, thank, thank you very much. Yeah. Cool. Be in touch. All right. Yeah, I'll, we'll be in touch. Paul, I'll, uh, I'll probably bother you here in the next week or so, and we'll get everything planned out for the April 6th episode. But, guys, I'll talk to you soon, okay? Great. All right. Take it easy, man. Take it All easy, right. Guys. Later, everybody. Right. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.